Welcome back to We Are Live, live at Midcoast Studio in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Travis Strells in Brooklyn, New York, the stream queen, the executive producer, Chris Gardner, is here. My name is Chris Denman, and I'm joined in studio by the proprietor, head veterinarian, dog man, cat man, Dr. Edmund Yako. Good to see you, sir. Good morning. Good to have you back. Hit it, Gardner. Do we have it still? I would love oh, to yeah, I thought you were going to pass it up there. <laughs> Dr. Ed. The good doctor is in. I always like hearing uh, Carly and Kane's voice on that, and I generally do pass it over. Uh, do we have a hashtag that Dr. Ed would appreciate that you came up with on the fly, Gardner? I don't know. If oh, from uh, today? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Ed, uh, Travis kicked off the show with some political talk, and uh, it quickly devolved. Freedom and, talk. I would like to I describe it as freedom talk. I don't oh. think it's political to talk mm -hmm. about your freedom, but okay, whatever you say, bro. Mm -hmm, sure. Uh, <laughs> hashtag blame Denman for Trump. Um, Dr. Ed, I don't know if you want to defend me or uh, join the ranks of these don't, jackasses. Don't. Uh, they've pinned me in a corner just due to where I grew up, and it's not fair. I don't appreciate it. Well, you don't live there anymore. Thank you. City of St. Louis resident. Yeah. yeah. You see this, guys? I believe Dr. Ed's, uh, he's got a doctor in front of his name. Yeah. He believes in me. Hmm. It doesn't help our case. No, that's certain. He doesn't need to that yeah, could man. be bad. Uh, breaking news last week, Travis did uh, overthrow me. I think I, we figured it out I was on like a four-game, no, not even one thing wrong streak. Travis yeah. beat me last week. Yeah, I'm really, really sorry that I missed last week. <laughs> yeah. What was that streak again? What was that streak called? <laughs> I don't know. Four-game, not even one thing wrong streak. That's right. I got, I got every question, every movie right for four games. Yeah. Travis, do you want me to? You want me to pull the asterisk? Just for the love of the game, to send it to overtime, I chose the movie that I knew wasn't the right one. So, Travis, if you want to enjoy that hollow oh, victory. Oh, really? If you want to enjoy that hollow victory, you may. That's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. That's racist as hell. Wait, Garden, no. That, that doesn't apply here. Any job? No? Not at okay. all. Uh, we, always, <laughs> we always have fun with Dr. Ed. Uh, we were just talking out in the lobby. Is he still on the 10-day DL? Oh, yeah. Look at that wing, man. He's still working on it. Oh, <laughs> Come on, man. We need you back in the rotation by September. Get it together. You think yeah. you'll be ready for playoffs? No, I don't think I would be throwing 100 by then. Oh, damn. <laughs> we'll have to get that looked at. Um, Dr. Ed, we were talking in the lobby. Uh, CBD uh, for pets, for animals. I think this is interesting because, Travis, I feel like if you had a pet, you'd just be loading it up with every CBD. You'd be sharing CBD treats with it. Uh, I gave my dog some. That was me eating them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Fido, you don't need all these. Yeah, one for you, one for me. Uh -huh. He's like, hmm, this is bacon flavored. And I'm kind of feeling high. Oh. Uh, Squirrel. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Where are we at with this? What's a, is there research being done? Are they safe? They have to be somewhat safe. I mean, all it's going to do is just zonk them out. I gave some to my dog, uh, both of my dogs, and... They acted a little weird. They were a little sluggish, but uh, eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, there, there is research going on. Uh, the latest thing that I've heard is uh, out of Colorado State uh, University. Uh, wait, wait, what state? Colorado. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, surprising. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, I would never have. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah, so, but they are researching it. They've got a research study going on in, uh, with CBD, uh, CBD in dogs with epilepsy. Mm, and that's it, cool. And it's showing really, really seriously very good pro uh, promise. Mm -hmm. uh, reducing the number, the number and the severity of, of seizures in, in dogs with epilepsy. That's nice. That's got to be cost effective for people, and and, and that stuff's scary to deal yeah, with. Yeah, right? I think the main thing that concerns me about all these products is that the I'm really you know, the government really has to step in and start regulating. I mean, just you know the 
the source and the uh, the, the, the strength. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That makes sense, and it's. Uh, I think that's a level-headed way to approach it. Do you currently recommend it to anybody? Um, I am keeping an open mind. I don't think I actively am promoting it, but right. if, if people want to try it, um, you know, I, I really do believe that there's probably very little, if any, side effects. Yeah, I don't think know? so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Travis, you on board with the doctor's uh, approach? I mean, I would just... I mean, I'm no expert when it comes to dogs, but I would just feed them the marijuana. Oh, no. And see, like, how that works no. out. I don't... Because it's I just like grass. Because, I mean, uh, it kind of is grass. Right. And it does come from the earth. And I know Dr. Ed has a doctorate and all, but I know a lot about marijuana. So I think yeah. I should probably be the expert on this one. So did, did maybe we should call week? this a different segment. Yeah, I yeah. don't think you were there. I don't think you were there the couple of times we've treated dogs who have gotten into their owner's stash. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, not, How not, does that work out? Oh, it's not good. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's delicate, first of all, because, you know, you start to suspect it, and then you kind of have to ask the owners, you know, because yeah. you really want to know for sure if they're treating it. Right. Well, how do they? How do you suspect it? Is it they're intoxicated, basically. Yeah. yeah. The dog. The dog keeps getting into everyone's snacks. Yeah. <laughs> it shows up late. <laughs> it's got. Travis is gonna get mad because I'm I'm pigeonholing people who Went smoke. Through a whole bag. You of stereotyping as you always do, man. You always stereotyping people who smoke weed, and I'm tired of it, man. <laughs> I wish you need to apologize <laughs> to our community. I'm sick and tired of this. The Your thing community? is, you know how many people who work on Wall Street, you know how many people who work for the United States government partake in marijuana? You know how many people who run Fortune 500 companies partake in? So stop it with the old. They all be in jail. They're literally running the country. Calm down. That was an episode of West Wing. Yeah, Calm yeah. down. And, 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 it's run, and it's running so well right at the yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, careful with that double-edged sword there, Trav. Uh, I, I didn't say there were other vices involved. There are oh, okay. some other okay. vices that are also involved that they're taking. So, yeah, don't blame it all on the marijuana. Uh, you know, when I was in school in Columbia, there used to be this famous sign, Liquor, Guns, and Ammo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wilco has it in, a, has is, it in is an it, album or a song or something about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I, they I have it in Shakespeare still. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was wondering if they ever going to have to change that. You know, liquor, grass, guns, and ammo. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. <Yeah. laughs> Travis, do you remember that? In Shakespeare, they had that sign. I, it was it was from an actual yeah. store, right? Yeah, it was on yeah. Business Loop right before you got on 70. Yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, the general manager at Flat Branch would always tell us about that, and he told us about the Wilco uh, involvement. And Travis is a big Wilco guy, so I get it. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. Me and Wilco, we go back to our days at Normandy. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Ed's here from Hillside Animal Hospital, and uh, we dish out some advice. We play the game. I do. I want to say this. We've talked about the heat dome and everything else. Pets involved. It's been unbelievable here the last two days, though, so we can't. That's yes. been crazy. But I did notice uh, taking my dog. I have a 14-year-old dog and an 8-year-old dog. 14-year-old dog. Oh, boy. The uh, walk in the park. Uh, not. I, I actually felt bad because, again, it's a dog. It's like, eh, they can handle it. It, is, it takes them to another level of tired, and it, it's kind of scary. Yeah. you got to keep an eye on that. Oh, yeah, you do have to be careful. Mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of the older dogs, the, you know, the, um, especially the larger breed dogs, if they get a little uh, you know, problems with their larynx, which is fairly common, they can overheat real easy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Best way to just keep an eye on it, keep oh, them yeah. hydrated? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. What about this? What about going into the water if they're hot? Spraying them down with a hose, is that anything sure, that's it, cool? Yeah, yeah. that All helps. Right. It helps a little bit. Yeah. All right, good. Travis, do you want, to sp want us to spray you down with a hose if it gets too hot when you come back? 
Only if he's doing something. Well, that's bad. how I start every show, Chris. Just get sprayed down with a hose. Perfect. Uh, any other uh, summer tips we need to look out for people? Do you treat a lot of uh, pads getting burned up? Uh, not too many. We do. Yeah. yeah, we do see that a couple times. You know, a couple times a season during the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't think it'd be too crazy. The dog's gonna let you know, like this ain't working. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gardner. Any cat questions for Doctor Ed? Ooh, I don't think I have any right now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give your the cat CBD? Cat's been much nicer to me lately. Oh, good. We got a little system going on. How I <laughs> pet him now. He he got jealous of the other one. I think <laughs> you've been working on that. Huh? I have the Ripley special, which when we go to bed, she lays on my chest. I rub the sides of her face, and then do a top top pull down, get behind the ears, and now the ass cat sees that happening and hops up on the bed and like <laughs> starts like nudging her away because he wants some now. Yeah, of course. Uh, Travis, any of your pet rats in the city need looked at? You need to <laughs> mail a few here. Hey man, don't disrespect. Don't disrespect my neighbors like that, man. Like we are, there's a understanding. There's a peace in New York. Good. And I don't know who set it up. Maybe it was Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Gangs of New York. But it's like an established understanding that the rats keep to the rats and the humans keep to the humans. We leave each other alone because, frankly, I think the rats are in a strong position to start an uprising on this island. Like everything is is working to their advantage. You're talking about floodwaters. You're talking about climate change. You're talking about overcrowding. So it's playing right into the hands of the rats. So the nicer we are to them, the less likely maybe they are to ultimately overthrow us. Now, Travis, you mentioned that flooding in Brooklyn. I saw that uh, mm-hmm. video yesterday. I didn't Did realize you? what you were talking about until I saw a video. And it was, I mean, it was halfway up cars in Brooklyn. In New York? Yeah. I mean, it was like this here. Did you see the car on Vandeventer that was... No, Man, it wasn't like that. There. Stop trying to compare. Your city sucks. I'm in New York. Shut up. You're going to be here in a this week. Watch it, in mister. Brooklyn, this Brooklyn flood was pretty intense, though. And you have to understand, we're not surrounded by water. Like, this is parts of Brooklyn in the heart of Brooklyn. So that was, like, yeah. pretty intense. There are canals and sewer water, drainages man. that ultimately led to it, but... What's that big body well, of not water? The water What's that, that big thinking? body of water to the east of mm, New yeah, York? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Certain I'm not areas. speaking to the freaking ocean, people. Oh, uh, okay. So if you're an ocean, you. you got the East River, did, you got the yeah. Hudson, Hudson River. Yeah. Uh-huh. Manhattan. Pick up a map of Brooklyn and then... All right, pick up the map of Brooklyn and then oh, I'll show you the location it where it... Jesus Christ. It's got on your freaking smartphone, man. Hmm. Okay. All right. So where's okay. the water? Where's Brooklyn? Yeah. All right, so you see where Brooklyn is, all right? All right, so you see where that blue and gold line, uh-huh. that would be central no. Brooklyn, okay? Right in the center there, you see where those lines meet? There's no water at all mm-hmm. around that area. Mm-hmm. That's literally 30 city blocks. I'm skeptical. I'd have to see it in person. Yeah, look a little closer. Mm-hmm. You guys are ass. Asses and your jerks. But you know what? But you know what? Robert Miller is going to set it all straight here in about an hour. And then we're going to have freedom and democracy again. And you're going to have to apologize, misters. I think... uh, Well, it doesn't seem like freedom if you're making me apologize. That's true. Thank you. Well, you know, welcome to the new America. Oh, boy. Uh, I did just see David Allen Greer tweet that uh, he's watched the thing for 30 minutes and he's already checked out. So that's not a good sign, Travis, I assume. 
No, that's but that's what Chris wants. Chris wants apathy. Chris lives in the world of apathy. He can move easier when there are people not confronting issues. So for him, he embraces apathy. He likes it when people don't care about serious issues. But if it affects the bartenders and the restaurants during a playoff run, we will go in depth. Did you hear about that football? Did you hear about that football coach who asked one of his players? He said he's told him, "Son, I don't know if you're apathetic or ignorant." And the kid says, Coach, I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one to have pocketed there, Dr. Ed. Was, Where's he going with that this That was one? perfect. Yeah, I was way, like, are you going to talk about that guy from Northwestern? I knew where he was. I knew he was going somewhere before he even started talking because Dr. Ed leaned in. And then oh, yeah. The yeah. brow furled oh, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, he's got one. He's yeah. got one here. It's when you go back. and That it, Rolodex was racing. Yeah, it's when you go back and you look and you know that the batter's stealing signs because someone's told him, oh, fastball coming, and mm-hmm. he, he kind of tenses up a little more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Dr. Ed knows whenever that stuff's happening. Um, so we play dogs on film. Uh, I had a great run. Dr. Ed misses last week. He misses my dethroning. Travis came back with a vengeance. Gardner, do we want to get in on it? Did you and Sean prepare a good one for us today? Uh, we, well, we prepared one. Oh, so. <laughs> Travis, if you would. It's time for dogs on film. I don't care for the I still got it. <laughs> I still got it. Right. Makes me think of uh, Bear walks into a bar, goes to the bartender. I'll have a Bud Light. Bartender says, "Why the big paws?" Bear says, "I was born with them." Okay. Yeah. Why the long face? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hillside Jesus. Animal oh, Hospital. Doc is here. Doc is not here. Makes this happen each and every week. Again, if, you're, if your pets need uh, care, they've got wonderful services there. Actually, huge uh, shout out to Hillside. I gave blood there, what, two weeks ago? Two weeks they, ago. Were, they got a ton of uh, blood for the American Red Cross, and they do a bunch of great work with Gateway Pet Guardians, too. So look out for uh, maybe a little trivia event in the, uh, in the next month or so that'll help out Gateway Pet Guardians. So looking forward to that. And uh, I'm looking forward to dominating you guys today. Is everybody uh, ready? I'm, I'm ready. Oh, whoa, whoa. he's ready. He's been. You think he's been studying Rotten Tomatoes at home, Travis? There's no doubt about it. He has. He's tired of losing to us jackals. Yeah. No, I've been doing nothing but putting bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna see if they've checked. He's been driving scores. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, dogs on film. How's this work, Gardner? Let's focus on the film part. Okay. The dog part, we've tried. <laughs> we've done. We've done them all, maybe. We have. At least ones that have similar scores. Hmm. So let's focus on the film. I will give you six movies, three sets of movies. Within those pairings, you must pit, well, we'll pit one movie against another. You have to guess okay. which one has a better score according to Rotten Tomatoes. If you get it right, okay. you get a point. So with three pairings, the most possible points is three. Whoever has the most points after those three sets is declared the winner unless we have a tie. In that case, we have a seventh movie that will have a tiebreaker. It will only be one movie. You have to guess closest to the actual score according to Rotten Tomatoes. So that's how the game works itself. My friend, well, and then also arbitrarily throughout, 
I might decide if I want to tell a group or a single person that they're right or wrong. If I want to go right. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. If I want to go wrong. <laughs> don't want that one. I'm not very familiar with that second yeah, one. I see. Yeah, you are. Um, also, sometimes we do, well, we do themes all the time. It just depends on how we apply those themes. Is it a broad theme for the entire game? Is it themes for the setting? Today, it's for the entire game. It's alliterative titles. Hmm. Alliterative movie titles. So each word oh, in interesting. the movie okay. I like this. will have, uh, it'll start with the same letter. I don't think I did sounds, which could also be included in alliteration. But I will do just letters. So all these movie titles are alliterative, which is hard to say sometimes. Travis, say alliterative. Alliterative. Okay, good job. Good job, Travis. So my friend Sean caught up with him yesterday to give you a, uh, he has a brief description of these movies in case you haven't seen them to kind of help you out along the way. Are you gentlemen ready? Hmm. Bring it on. Is that a yes? Okay. Here's your first alliterative movie title. Are we ready? We are ready. All right. Let's start off with Saving Silverman. 2001, crime romance, one hour, 36 minutes. The film traces the misadventures of buddies J.D., Jack Black, and Wayne, Steve Zahn, who begin to suspect that their best friend Darren Silverman, Jason Biggs, is going to allow himself to be badgered into marrying Judith, Amanda Pete, a woman he doesn't love. They decide to reunite him with his long-lost love from their school days, Amanda Detmer, even if they have to kidnap Judith to do it. You like Neil Diamond? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. It's a Neil Diamond uh, uh, joint. What's your favorite Neil Diamond song? Oh, God. Uh, the Jewish Elvis. The Jewish Elvis. I want to live in America. No, that's not him. Today. No, 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 no. No, no. Keep going. Become oh, yeah. into America. That's right. Yeah, that's my favorite Neil Diamond. Yeah. So there's your first one. Saving Silverman. Mm. Going against. Next up, we have Wild Wild West. 1999 sci-fi action, one hour, 47 minutes. When President Ulysses S. Grant, Kevin Kline, learns that diabolical inventor Dr. Arliss Loveless, Kenneth Branagh, is planning to assassinate him, he orders Civil War hero James West, Will Smith, and U.S. Marshal Artemis Gordon, also Kline, to arrest him. West's trigger-happy personality doesn't always mesh well with that of the thoughtful Gordon, but they manage to work together, and with the help of a mysterious stranger, Selma Hayek, West and Gordon close in on Loveless. Remember the song from that movie? No. Oh, Wicky wow, wild, wild, wild West. Wicky, wicky. Yeah. Favorite Will Smith song? Well, of course. We gotta get jiggy with it. I don't know any other one, all right? Except for the theme song for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Go home, smell you later. <laughs> well, there you have it. Wild Wild West versus Saving Silverman is your first pairing. Have you seen either of these, Dr. Ed? Um, I don't think I've ever seen either one of them completely through. I didn't think so. I, uh, I don't know yeah. if it's the age or what, but... Uh, Saving Silverman's pretty funny. I, I, I don't think it's going to fare well in the critics department, but uh, Travis, you want to start us off? I'm going Saving Silverman. I also am going Saving Silverman just because even at 40%, I think uh, I don't think Wild Wild West is going to get much love. Yeah, I, I, I got I got to make it. It's either a sweep or a, or a sweep. <laughs> sure. Way, yeah. yeah, I got to go with Silverman. All right. Gentlemen? Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. You're correct. Wild Wild West has a 17, according to Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. I think it's, is it not one? Is it worst? Is it Will Smith's worst movie on Rotten no, Tomatoes? No, that, that one he did with his sons probably is his worst. Right After Earth, Pursuit yeah. of Happiness. 
No. Yeah, uh, don't say that. Oh, yeah. He's done That's several. His character is Chris different. Gardner in that movie. Two oh, different yeah. Oh. Uh, After Earth is what it was called. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah know it didn't one. go well. Saving Silverman in 18. Wow. What? Oh, wow. That's not fair. Yeah. Come on. It was I know close. it's like a stoner teen dummy movie, but Steve Zahn? <laughs> Gardner, look at that reaction no. from you. Just, you don't, and then you don't even, you, oh no reaction. I'm getting yelled it. at, and you all three got it right. 18%. Come on, Travis, you saw Saving Silverman. It's worth a 40. Man, did you just get excited over Steve Zahn? Did that really <laughs> right. just happen on this podcast? Steve Zahn's a classic. He's crazy. Steve Zahn? See, Chris? now you're giving credence to his mediocre white actor mantra Steve that he goes to sometimes. Great. He's great. Yeah, no, that's fine. Look, but you see what I'm talking about, Gardner. Oh, sure. Here we He's go. not helping us. To see it. Steve not helping us. Come on, man. So the guy that loves Steve Zahn thinks that, what's the Seagull? Jason Seagull? Seagull Jason guy is Siegel. funnier than Amp- Jason Seagull. He hasn't had any harassment charges thrown at him. Either. Honestly, I want you to stop because I don't think comedians will come on our show if you honestly get excited over Steve Zahn. So <laughs> let's move Zahn, on to the next career, movie and stop being excited about Steve Zahn. Excited. You said excited. Ah, nice. I like that. He got the Zahn in yeah. Excited. Yeah, he didn't mean to do that either. <laughs> By you the should, way, you should hope to have a fourth of Steve Zahn's career. The, uh, the beginning of <laughs> the uh, start of the Pursuit of Happiness movie trailer goes. Chris Gardner was trying his best, <laughs> but his best wasn't enough. Oh, perfect. Used to be my voicemail. Jesus. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> get that, you should get that tattooed on your chest, Gardner. <laughs> you should. It's on the you mirror above his bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminded every day. Mm. Let's move on to the next one. Everyone's got a point. As we go into our second pairing of alliterative titles. Here's your first one of this pairing. Next up, Biloxi Blues, 1988, adaptation drama, one hour, 47 minutes. In this adaptation of semi-autobiographical Neil Simon, of a a semi-autobiographical Neil Simon play, young Eugene Morris Jerome Matthew Broderick enlists in the U.S. Army at the end of WW2. He is shipped from his Brooklyn home to basic training in Biloxi, Biloxi, Mississippi. At boot camp, Eugene is antagonized by a a manic drill instructor, Sergeant Toomey, Christopher Walken, and is introduced to a adulthood through, through his experience with a diverse group of young recruits. A Biloxi beauty, Penelope Ann Miller, and local prostitute, Park Overall. Mm. You had a good Christopher Walken impersonation? No, I don't. I wish I did. You know who sounds just like Christopher Walken? Who's that? Former Cardinals great Ted Simmons. Well, it was an induction ceremony, of course, clearly, but it's turned into a family reunion for me. It's a big deal, man. You ever been to Biloxi? No, I have not. It's hot down there. It's the hottest place you've ever been. I was once hitchhiking from yeah. California to New Mexico once, and I got dumped in the desert. And I was never hotter in my life. Why'd you get dumped in the desert? I got some Indian picked me up, and he took off on some dirt road heading off in the middle of nowhere, and I'm stuck in the middle of the highway, you know, in the middle of the desert, in the middle of the highway, with nowhere to hide from the sun. Nobody wanted to pick up a long-haired f- idiot in 1979 hitchhiking from Los Angeles to f- in New Mexico. A nice guy picked me up afterwards. He had a nice car and actually offered me a little cocaine. <laughs> Jesus. There's a lot to unpack there. What? Dr. Ed, Ted Simmons, how about that? That was, that was good. Yeah. Was that real? Yeah, that he was wasn't, real. He wasn't when he got inducted like into the Cardinals Hall of Fame, I was in the dugout for interviews for that. And uh, as he was talking, I'm, I'm sitting there like looking around because I'm like in awe. I'm like, I didn't, I never heard this before. Like, I don't remember. 
even in the very few interviews he's conducted, I don't recall hearing this kind of tone. And as he's, I'm looking, I'm like, nudging him. Like, you sound like Christopher Walken. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you. But then I, w- I went back and listened because I wanted to make sure I heard it right. I'm like, holy. Like, it's a, it, that's, that's pretty good right there. That's not even impersonation. But there's your first movie, Biloxi Blues. Here's your second. Next up, we have Donnie Darko, 2001, drama fantasy, 2 hour, 13 minutes. During the presidential election of 1988, a teenager named Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal, sleepwalks out of his house one night and sees a giant, demonic-looking rabbit named Frank, James Duvall, who tells him the world will end in 28 days. When Donnie returns home, he finds that a jet engine has crashed into his bedroom. Is Donnie living in a parallel universe? Is he suffering from mental illness? Or will the world really end? What would you do if you found out the world was ending in 28 days? Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe consummate my marriage of 10 years. <laughs> That's true. You know, just in case. Still working on that? Well, still working on that, yeah. That's probably all I do. Make sure she knows I, you know, really do love her. Consummate the marriage of 10 years. What are you going to do? Start drinking? No, again. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Wait. And um, looking at Sean's marriage certificate after we recorded this, he's actually been married 12 years. He found out. So, uh, Jesus. We figured that out afterwards so it's been the t- best 10 years of his life <laughs> yeah that's a good point so donnie darko versus biloxi blues huh i'm going donnie darko i think donnie darko is not only a good film i think people still consider it gyllenhaal's best work probably that with nightcrawler but it has such a huge following that i would imagine it was very good i i, I think it's probably uh, donnie darko based just on the fact that that's a perfect rotten tomatoes audience film so that should be even winner. Seth Rogen in that movie. I'm on the Travis train, so I'm going to go with Donnie Darko too. I'm going to I'm going to go again. I'm playing uh, Gardner's playing us here. I don't. Has anybody seen the first movie? Not all of, again. Not all of it. Blue. I haven't seen it in years. I haven't seen Never it seen in it. years. Never seen it. I think uh, he's taking advantage of us. Travis, we're 35. We're the perfect age to idolize uh, Donnie Darko. I think we're getting okie doke here, point. despite. I don't Good know, movie. like, I liked Donnie Darko, and I watched it, I had the DVD and, you know, got into it like every other 19-year-old at the time, but um, I don't know that it was as good as we remember it, but who knows? Right, Can see. I say we get a new, if, if, if this goes south, I do want to get rid of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I, yeah. haven't, I haven't booked their, their, uh, the person that runs it yet. We need to do that. Okay. So let Dr. Ed just scream at him. Chris out on a limb. Hope Travis and Dr. Ed don't get mad. Chris. The pageantry in that. He tried to trick you again. Biloxi Blues in 81. Oh. Donnie Darko in 87. Okay. All right. I'll accept that. So we can trust trust our ratings. That makes sense. We'll see how you you go with (sighs) that. Okay. (laughs) All right. So Dr. Ed and Travis with two. Chris with one as we head to the final pairing. Here's your first one. Alliterative movie Charles, titles. Charles S. Dutton was in Donnie Darko, right? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Keep going out every night like a dumbass. I might miss something. You got FOMO. Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. I've always been fear of missing out. I've always feared missing out. You know, I might miss a party. Can't go to sleep. I might miss a party. All right. Next up, we have Matchstick Men. 2003 adaptation drama, two hours. Roy, Nicholas Cage, a depressed con artist with obsessive compulsive disorder, and Frank, Sam Rockwell, his partner, find their, their line of work complicated by the arrival of jo- Roy's teenage daughter, Angela, Allison Loman. Angela brings some spirit 
revert back into Roy's life, and some of his disorder symptoms seem to disappear. But when Angela wants to learn the family business, and Roy allows her to assist on a big scam concerning a businessman, Bruce McGill, he reconsiders his parenting techniques. What's his ob- ob- obsessive-compulsive disorder? I need to know. You're making fun of me? No, I'm making fun of fucking obsessive-compulsive disorder. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, I know you do, but you know, yours isn't that bad. Your house is obsessively clean, that's all I know. Matchstick Man is your first one. Matchstick Man. Hmm. Here's your second one. Next up, we have Private Parts, 1997. Drama comedy, one hour, 49 minutes. The life and career of shock drop superstar Howard Stern himself is recounted from his humble beginnings to his view to, to, his, to his view from the top. Possessing a desire to be an on-air personality since childhood, Stern meanders through the radio world, always with his supportive wife, Allison, Mary McCormick, by his side. Landing a gig in Washington, D.C., Stern meets Robin Quivers herself, who will become his longtime partner in crime. When the two moved to New York, they faced a of NBC executives. Did you meet the iconic Chicago newspaper columnist Mike Royico at a bar? Yes. How'd that go? Lovely. He was a lovely fellow. There I was, waiting for my wife. She worked upstairs at the Tribune building, and he was down below at the Billy Goat Tavern underneath the street, you know? And that's where I'd wait for her to get off of work. So I'm in there having a beer, and he's by himself, and we're, you know, only two at the bar, and I wrote a big paper on him once when I was in college. So I walk over and said, Mr. Royko, can I buy you a drink? I wrote a paper on you once, and I got an A. He goes, oh, what are you, a millionaire kid? I said, well, no, no. No, 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 no. No, then. Thanks anyway. <laughs> I said, well, thanks again. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> you have private parts. First matchstick men. I gotta go private parts. Can I parts. ask a question? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, go. Okay. No, go no, ahead. I, was, I think I'm gonna go, I think I'm gonna go with private parts, but I'm curious. I, I, I've always wanted to ask this question. What is it about Howard Stern? I don't get it. Oh, really? Have you ever, you ever um, watched any of his interviews or anything? Yeah, there. I, I don't know what, what am I missing. No, I, 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 well, I don't want to say universally, but I know he's very well liked, and I'm just curious as to what am I missing. I don't know. Pretty. I mean, very good interviewer. Very good interviewer. Okay. Very. I mean, just the the train that he moved forward. Like everything, every podcast, every morning show. Good morning show, I should say. Um, or plenty of bad ones, too. I'm sure try to copycat. He, I, mean, like I get the standard that he said, but what is it about Howard Stern that, uh, I mean, I hear he a good interviewer, but I just, I'm, I'm, I just never understood his, his personality. Turned, I just never understood it. He, well, I, don't, I, I think it's more culturally, too. Like He turned um, censorship on its head. He called out these people that were you know, freaking out about a woman's breasts being shown on this he's like that's not a big deal other the big deal is that your your organization is doing bad things to children or or whatever it is he turned censorship on its head and i think there's a huge reverence for that because now we just kind of accept it like oh things are that way we can laugh about it people were in an uproar when he did the mtv movie awards as the stupid character fart man like because his ass cheeks were hanging out like he just was ridiculous and he uh, to be frank, he opened a whole lot of doors that we don't even think about now. Okay. Sorry, Travis, you can't get outraged over a white guy. Even I'm not getting look- outraged. No, just, you were looking no, to, I though. Just, I know, no, you no, were no, looking okay, to. Not into him. Have you listened? I have, and I know a lot of people who are in radio, especially in St. Louis, who absolutely revere. That's absolutely yeah. just... They say they would not have gotten involved with broadcasting or radio if it wasn't for Howard Stern. So... 
for me, I've always been curious and I've seen some of his interviews, I've heard some of his show, and I, I guess maybe I'm just not his audience or I, I guess I don't know. I, I just find it, I'm, I've always been curious as to why he's a thing. Taught, so, it, but it, now you showed me an that, example. But yeah. It showed that you didn't have to follow the norm to create a career for yourself. Okay. And that okay. there were topics that were considered taboo that you can actually talk about. And so it, okay. it opened up. It opened up the possibilities okay. of content and things along that line and even changed the way like interaction was with some host and stuff and, and the roles of uh, members of a show, you know, a cast of a show as well. If anything, so, you should okay. you should love him for okay. him single handedly, just like almost killing Don Imus. <laughs> he went after him. He set his sights at him, and he just he took him down. As a re- reminder, Private Parts versus Matchstick Man. Oh, okay. I gotta go. Oh, yeah, but I'm going Private show. Parts. That's a that's a great movie. Uh, Paul Giamatti's great in it. Um, it was uh, it was a, a really good movie. I'm going Private Parts. I never saw Matchstick Man. Yeah, I, I think I got to go with private parts too. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Private parts for everyone. Interesting phrasing. Um, <laughs> oh wow, magic uh, man. You doubt Nicolas Cage, you <laughs> fail. You pay. Yeah. Uh, Seventy-seven for private parts, not bad. Hmm. And eighty-two for matchstick men. That was a, a subtle, subtle that, thing, and that, that could have got me back in. Is that Nicolas Cage? I'm high water mark or? Uh, no, I think, I think, what? He, I think raising, high, Arizona, high water mark raising Arizona is probably a 94. You people percent. can't see Gardner's head shaking yeah, side Gardner's to side when losing. he's in profile. You can't see his head shaking side <laughs> to side. <laughs> I bet, I bet his highest. Are we talking about high water mark according to Rotten Tomatoes or just, you know, what we should know. Oh, okay. There it is. Uh, National Treasure oh getting their, their yeah. daily comeuppance on here. Hmm. I bet, I bet raising Arizona is his highest, um, He's had some good ones in there. Oh, uh, the leaving superhero- Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. What was the the superhero movie he did that he was so good in? Where he played the dad. Um, damn it. Either way, yeah. Okay, oh. so we have a tie. Two for Travis. Two for Doctor Ed. Yep. Chris can play along with the tiebreaker. Thanks, guys. Chris. Alliterative movies. Oh, here we go. Your tiebreaker is going to be one of my favorite movies. From my childhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it or not. But I love this movie. There you go. Oh, the tie. And for the tiebreaker, Vice Versa. 1988. Adaptation fantasy. One hour, 38 minutes. After an airport mishap leaves businessman Marshall Seymour, Judge Reinhold, in possession of a mysterious skull following a trip to the South Pacific, he unwittingly, unwittingly, unwittingly falls victim to its magical powers when he and his son Charlie, Fred Savage, swap bodies. Unable to switch back, they must lead the other's life while trying to figure out the cause of the sudden change. All the while avoiding a pair of smugglers intent on getting their hands on the apparently valuable skull. Well, anyway, I guess I gotta go to the bathroom now. Do you mind? Mm-hmm. Okay, bye-bye. Alright. Vice Versa. Starring Judge First Reinhold. Of all, that cast, yes. Yes. Yeah, that cast. That's a... That, I, I do not blame the studio exec that put money into those two. Because yeah. what year did that movie come out? That's 88. So this is Oh, prime. that makes sense. Oh, yeah. That's prime Fred Savage, Judge Reinhold character. That should have been a bigger movie. With that being said, it's Rotten Tomatoes. They like to be hippie cool. 61. 61. 
52. 52 for Dr. Ed. Chris? 49. 49 for Chris. Hmm. Only if Chris could have played along a little more in mm. that pairing. Mm. 43, according to Vice uh, Rotten Tomatoes for Vice Versa. A terrible <sighs> rating job by that organization. Uh, Dr. Ed wins it. Raise that good arm up, sir, for victory. Victory for Dr. Ed. I was waiting for it. An accidental ah! raise of the other. Ah! <laughs> Scream. Tear. Yeah. Congratulations, Dr. Welcome Ed. Welcome back to the winner's circle, Dr. Ed. It's about oh, time. It's all, summer's almost up. Yeah, I just needed a <laughs> week off to, uh, just needed a week off the rest. <laughs> to, to peruse every movie on Rotten Tomatoes' website. So do they get to stay uh, online for another week since you won? Well, Rot- we, we won't Tomatoes? have to have them taken down. Yeah, I think I can hold it until the guy gets here. Okay, <laughs> so we have the guy online. <laughs> Doctor Ed's gonna Smart. scream at him when we have him on. He's gonna have a list. He's like, "All right, first question." <laughs> so we recorded that interview. Uh, we can't air it. Uh, <laughs> the man, Doctor Ed. Uh, Doctor Ed hurt his arm again uh-huh. in his anger, he in kept, his rage, and he didn't say it directly. But Doctor Ed just kept bringing up that he he's ended many lives, and he's not afraid to put someone <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> Just going after him. Uh, Dr. Ed comes in here each and every week. We love playing the game with him, and we love when you guys support Hillside Animal Hospital, conveniently located near the hill, Dogtown, the Grove. Wonderful place to take your pets. I take mine there. Highly recommend them. Anything before you get out of here, Dr. Ed? No, it's good. Uh, I've been doing a lot of volunteer work for Gateway. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, the building renovation is uh, going full force. Can we call it a campus? Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be a, a, a community resource center. It's, yeah. You know, it's going to be at all. Uh, uh, you know. I'd like to sign Travis up for uh, for some volunteer hours oh, as well. Oh, it's, it's very rewarding. Seriously. Labor intensive. Yeah. yeah. No, it is nice to get over yeah. there and help out. We'll have to get over there. So it's together. still being built? Uh, it's, it's being, being re- renovated, yeah. Renovated, it's an yeah. old, uh, was it a middle school? or? It's a school. It's like yeah. 54,000 square feet. It's, it's crazy. It's huge. Yeah. Is it close to a Metrolink station? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is? Yeah. Oh, right on, uh, right, it's right on 64, like the very first exit after you turn on the six, Highway 64. And there's uh-huh. a Metrolink station right on the other side of the highway. Yeah. And, a bridge, and a bridge that goes across. We'll have to make that happen. Do a group outing. I'm yeah. in. I uh, get out there. Gateway Pet Guardians. Uh, great work, Dr. Ed. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Congrats on the win. We'll let Dr. Ed get out of here. We'll finish up with some fair or foul. Quick break. Be right back. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. Welcome back to We Are Live. Huge thanks to Hillside Animal Hospital and Dr. Ed for making uh, Dogs on Film happen each and every week right here on the show. Travis, can I tell you about fresh food for your pets in St. Louis? Do you, do you, are you okay with that? No, I am not, Chris. I would rather you not. Let's move on to the next topic. So Gartner. So, oh, there was a setup for a commercial. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Shit, I got to read the room. I'm an idiot. Oopsie, my bad. Fresh local pet wants. Oh, no. When you're looking for something no, fresh and no. organic for your no. pets, this is the only place in America you can go to get that particular product. It is pet no, wants. Stop. You know your pets want it, and you know you need it. Fresh, <laughs> local pet wants. Check them out today on the internet. You can probably Google them and find them quicker that way. Uh, you can. pet com. You can talk to Lynette at Pet Ones. You can call them at 314-813-813. 9949. They'll deliver fresh food for your pets 
today. They're a local company. You need to support them. Specially crafted pet food formulas made in small batches with fresh natural ingredients, hints of vitamins and minerals for a complete and balanced diet in every bowl. Pet One St. Louis West. Hit them up online. Let them know we are live. Sent you. Big thanks to them for sponsoring. I the just show. said that. I yeah. said that verbatim. I said the exact same thing. I like, like to the exact T. I like the tag. You know your pet wants it, so you need it. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah, that's good. That's not bad. Chris, Chris, you know what time it is. Go ahead and send him that invoice. Go ahead and send him that invoice. Because that, that, that was a nice little jingle I just dropped for him. Oh, it was like I a did premium read. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't bad. I got I you. Could, I could sing the jingle if you want me to. Mm, go ahead. Let's see what you got. Sweet but up I do back do you know your pet wanted Pet wants Oh okay. okay. Pretty good, uh, right? That was that was something. We do have Fair Foul coming up. Uh, I didn't know if Travis wanted to jump into anything uh anything else it's politically, entertainment wise. Let's mesh up the mash up the two. Uh John Stewart is uh, he's mo- he's leveling up, my man. It feels like he's getting some stuff done. You saw him speak on behalf of the uh, Responders Fund for 9-11. Uh, he's actually, he, he might be one of these people that transforms from entertainer. To, he's already an activist, but uh, what do you think about the entire just, I guess, his involvement? Um, I don't know if you call it anti-Trump involvement or just rational involvement. I find John Stewart to be very. I don't smart think it was helpful. anti-Trump at all. No, yeah, no, I don't no, think no, this no, was. Saying, I mean, it, yeah. it pa- yeah, I mean, it was. It, it passed the House in ninety-seven to two vote in the Senate. Uh, the only two individuals that did not vote for it, I believe, was uh, Mike. Was it Mike Lee and uh, Rand Paul? Oh, Rand Paul, yeah. Yeah, Rand Paul was one of them. Nevertheless, uh, this was about um, 9-11. Everyone remembers what happened after 9-11. Everyone as a country came together, and we said we would not forget. We would take care of these people because these are people who ran in, not thinking about their own lives, but thinking about the lives of others. And, Chris, we're young enough to remember when every politician, every celebrity, every athlete, Every single one of them came to a microphone and said, we're going to always be there for these people because this is one of the greatest tragedies this country has ever experienced. And now, almost 20 years to the day, you have politicians who want to use this as a political pawn, who want to undermine those same people they told us not to forget. That's bullshit. And I think they should always be called out. You're not gonna use these people and their struggle for you to get reelected. And then when it's time to take care of them, you're gonna completely turn your back on them like they don't exist. That's bullshit. And so I'm glad Jon Stewart called them out. And I wish more celebrities would do the same. And I wish they would take these type of avenues. Like this was a pretty slam dunk avenue to take. I mean, you're talking about our first responders. These are the people who we now know scientifically ran into those buildings and worked around those conditions when it was poisonous. We know that for a fact. So this should not even been a political discussion. This should have been a given, especially when you see the people who voted against it, like Rand Paul, who had no problem signing off on President Trump's tax cuts that created such a massive hole in our deficit. But now you want to count every penny when it comes to making sure these men and their families don't have to carry around the burden of the health care costs by trying to go in and save people's lives. 
I'm glad Jon Stewart took this approach. I hope more celebrities start doing the same thing. And this is how it's supposed to be done. Um, if it takes public shaming to get these guys to finally do their job, I'm all for it. Because that's bullshit. You're going to sit up here and give every executive at Walmart a tax break when we all know they own 15 homes in 17 cities. And then you're going to turn around and turn your back on the men and women that protect us, that run into burning buildings every day. That's bullshit. And those people should be called out every chance we get. I hope everyone does that, not just celebrities, but just more and more people start to speak up. Because do you honestly, can you make a political argument against this bill? No. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you can, it can be made political by people voting against it. Right. And that's the thing. Like, why are we making something so hard for people who, at the blink of an eye, had no problem helping others? They had no problem. You, you think they had time to, to quibble and go into a committee meeting and, you know, try to decide whether or not it was a good move to help people? They ran into burning buildings. It's a given. They're super freaking heroes. Make sure their families are taken care of and they're not having to pay an exorbitant amount in healthcare costs at the end of the month. That's it's, I don't understand. I think there are times where sometimes we make the things that are political. We sh they're, they, they're, there shouldn't be any Republican Democrats. It should be simply, let's just make sure these people are taken care of. Did you, did you mean to say quibble? What did I say? You say quibble. Which I tried to look up and see if it was actually a word, and it's on Urban, it's on urban Dictionary. Mm. What happened? Where'd you go? Where'd your audio go? Are you there? Did he freeze it? Yeah, okay, I had to ask Siri. Siri said it's a word. What? What's it say? What is a word? Quibble. It says to object. You said quibble. Yeah, you said quibble. I said quibble. No. no, I can go back no. and listen. We'll, we'll prove it. Okay, we got to play the tape. I said quibble. Because quibble no. is... We both um, looked at each other. I mean, Travis, come on. Gardner and I physically <laughs> took our eyes up, locked eyes, and cocked our heads at the same time. A quibble, according to Urban Dictionary, Urban Dictionary is uh, when a girl queefs so okay. tremendously that it causes her to shiver and shake an emotion similar to a dog shaking water off of itself. <laughs> And that's what we need to do with our democracy. <laughs> we need so, to shake it off our leg like an orgasm. So, Travis, just, I said it correctly. Um, let's 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 remember this. I I have one more thought on this, but I I'd like to do it in fair file if that's okay. Okay, let's fire it away. It's time for the people's fair or foul. And this defining moment, change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or foul. What would Robert Mueller say about fair foul? Uh, if I, I would refer to the report. And the report. That's been great. his answer all afternoon. Is after his, uh, excuse me, all morning. It's been, I would refer you to the report. So. All you got to do is uh, throw us a topic. You can do that in the comments, uh, and we'll discuss it. We decide if it's fair or foul. Travis, fair or foul, 
Your St. Louis Cardinals are half a game out of first. Could uh, overtake the Cubs as early as tonight. Fair Foul. or Stop trying to get me excited about this dumbass, boring, mediocre Cardinal team. You guys do this every freaking year. We've done it the last three damn years. The Cardinals come out of the All-Star break hot as ever. They don't do anything at the trade deadline. They end up flaming out at the end of the season. And people ask, what will Mo do in the offseason to finally turn around the Cardinals' chances? And he'll get the same opportunity in 2020. Get the hell out of my face with this bullshit. Oh, wow. Aggressive response. Gardner, what were you? Fair or foul. Cardinals don't make the playoffs. That's what Chris was going to ask, Travis. And then you just... Yeah, yeah, foul. They're not. I don't know why you guys do this to each I other. Think, it's uh, like, I think I misheard the question. You're assuming you knew what we were saying. Mm -hmm. I think also mm -hmm. foul. And speaking of uh, fair or foul, quibble. Words matter. Fair or foul. I think you understood the context in which the word was used, so it's fair. I think oh. what I was explaining was that sometimes democracy does get an orgasm and we should allow oh, it no. to just quiver down its own leg. No. And until that no. day comes, we're going to be stuck in chains and bondage, as Joe Biden used to say. God. Uh, Gardner, yeah. uh, to you, fair or foul, bringing back cigarettes indoors. Let's go the other way on things. Um, fair. Oh. Well, you head that up. I could help, mm -hmm. and and it's. I mean, it's. I not just thought like, about this. This could be a movement you could get behind. It's uh Oh, I've discussed it before, but it's, and I've never been a person that, no, you know, wherever I went, I wanted to smoke inside. Mm. It was just it simply allow the business owner to decide what he or she would like to do with their business. That's all. That's all I ask. You know, you know what I do when I go into when I would go into a non-smoking place, I would go outside and smoke a cigarette, because the owners wish to have a non-smoking environment. It's not hard. And I, re I I absolutely understand where Garden is coming from, but you know she hasn't made a right decision since taking office. But I will say, Lida Cruson got it correct. I'm glad she is going after the persecuted smoker. It's about damn time she picked picked a side. You go, girl. If I can't smoke what I want to smoke, then they shouldn't be allowed to either. Oh, you're being Light so of Cruise uh -huh. in 2021. A woke bully because you said this. <laughs> this is the phrase you used. I'm glad she went after the persecuted smoker. Mm -hmm. So you even admitted the persecution mm -hmm. and then admitted you're glad someone is trying to take away from that persecuted person. Agreed. Woke bully. You a woke bully. Mm -hmm. Fair foul. You know, so I'm a little a woke bully. Fair. I would say fair to that. You're probably correct in that assessment. Okay. Yes, you are. How about right. uh, from a listener, Forever 21 sending diet bars out with plus size clothing? <laughs> this is the funniest shit I've a. ever seen. Hey. That was funny. Man. That is that funny. pretty funny. That was pretty funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny, guys. Guys, that's funny. That's we can laugh funny. at that one. That's we funny. can laugh at that one. Now, at the same time, if they had sent me a banana after I've ordered a suit, but if you like bananas, I would feel a certain way. But I do like bananas, though. So maybe they were just like, you do you wow. like bananas. Oh, it's properly aged, ready for eating. Great. <laughs> That's Damn. funny though. That's pretty funny. What if they, you know what would have been funny if they put like a Diet Coke in there? 
a random number it says you call, about Diet Coke. A, a random number it says call a friend fatty <laughs> now okay so here's the question if they put a twinkie in there you'd have been pissed off too right uh, maybe that maybe that's the problem the fat the the, the, the recipients were wanting something more sugary mm. <laughs> oh says guy who hates sugar. Oh, big sugar. I'm you can't, it, no, it ain't your culture. You can't talk oh, about man. sugar like that. I'm, I'm game for this move by Forever 21 if they put fattening food in skinny girl dresses yeah. that they shipped. Okay. Yeah. So if That's they put good. like like a bag of Doritos and a girl who's in a size two ordered it, then okay, then it's funny. That's the only way this works. You gotta have balance in the force. Both sides. Both sides. Mm -hmm. Both sides. Oh, uh, that would do be it. funny. How would you be pissed if somebody did that to you? No, if someone was like, uh, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, <laughs> you got your hair cut. <laughs> a woman goes, well, the, your head's smaller now. Now for the rest of your body, mm. here's a granola bar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> would you be pissed? I think it would be hilarious. Yeah, I like granola what bars. What if, though. like, what if Gardner goes and Me gets too. a a trim, and the lady goes. And uh, a complimentary uh, thing of hair dye for you, sir. Like goes oh. with that. Like, do you get offended with that? Like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I would question her taste because I'd be like, look, I need this gray hair. Oh. Look at these deep blue eyes. Ah. This combo mm. is going to work. Yeah. This is what I want. Yeah. You, you saw the David Attenborough for a photo. Yeah. We saw what he looked like in like 20 years, I'm technically not, five you years. Can't, you can't but. troll comic book stores and crystal stores with dyed hair. No. You need the wizard look. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I... <laughs> call you wizard cheeks. wizard look. He ain't trying to be a magician. <laughs> that is the meanest, nicest thing you could probably say to someone. Hey, hey, man, I like your wizard look mm -hmm. because wizards are respected, but ain't nobody purposely trying like, to look like a wizard. Yeah, but, okay, <laughs> Gardner. Here's the, I Gardner. didn't choose this life. It all chose right. me. All right, exactly. so uh, a wise cracking brother comes in and uh, you hold the door for him and he just hits you with a, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Gandalf, and like walks right by and doesn't, he just keeps moving. Do you take offense to that? I, I Fuck yes, that. motherfucker! Just call. He didn't just call me a wizard. He called me a specific wizard. Gandalf. I mean, this motherfucker saw me from across the room. Had yes. time to think of Lord of the Rings references and grill my ass as soon as he saw I me. I do something that like is absolutely disrespectful. Shazam! <laughs> can you imagine? Ah. Can you imagine somebody in public coming up to you around your homies, chilling? A couple fire ladies going on. Come up to. Oh, what's good, Gandalf? Not offended. <laughs> I would be so happy. You should be. Hey, you know, he has magical powers, and he's one of the best characters. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Motherfucker, calling someone a wizard is a way of just saying, "Hey, man, you're just a sociable nerd. <laughs> that's all you are. You're, you're just a sociable freak. You're a magician. <laughs> you're a magician with a graduate degree. Yeah. <laughs> that's all they're saying. Like we allow you around children only because you also have a nine to five job, but you're yeah. a freak to the rest mm -hmm. of us. A magician. That's what they say when they call you a wizard. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Well, that's a great note right. to end on. Way to make fun of Ozzy Smith like that, Travis. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, big thanks to all of our sponsors. Like I think that's a pretty notable name in this town. I agree. Travis has been away too long. 
Uh, big oh, thanks boy. to all of our sponsors, Getaway Carts, customized <laughs> golf carts in the St. Louis area for you and yours. Check out getawaycarts.com for more information. Huge thanks again to Tech Electronics and all of our other great sponsors and partners here. Check out the Static Podcast today. we got a bunch of new stuff on tap for that, and Stacy Static's working really hard to uh, keep that baby rocking. And, and congratulations to Travis today for when generalizing white people, he didn't mention the state of Connecticut. Good job, yeah, Travis. Yeah, wait another elitism show. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. When I, when I come back home, I think I'm gonna start picking on the state of Michigan. I don't know uh, why, but like right. that's very picking white, random. though. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's picking random white states. Yeah. Uh, for Dr. Ed, for Gardner, for uh, myself, and uh, Travis, New York, we are live. It's Keep done up for today. The good looks, guys. You guys look good, Chris. We're you look great as tomorrow. ever, man. Love you. Yeah. Love mm. you guys. Peace. Triple peace. Mm. Peace to you, JPD. Love you, baby girl. Take care of yourself. I'll let your boy. You know, I could use a little gift basket. I don't know how long Gardner's going to let the stream run. In the meantime, I want to tell you guys about Jesus Christ.